That's right. We'll just yell. Shout praises. <laughs> there we go. Good morning. Hey. <laughs> okay. Welcome this morning. We're glad to see you. We're going to lift the Lord up in praise. We're going to sing showers of blessing together. If you'd like to stand, um, go ahead and stand up and uh, let's lift the Lord up in praise. There shall be showers of blessing. This is a promise of love. There shall be seasons refreshing sent from the Savior above. Showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessing. Precious reviving again Over the hills and the valleys Send the abundance of rain Showers of blessing Showers of blessings we need Mercy drops round us are falling But for the showers we plead There shall be showers of blessing Send them upon us, O Lord. Grant to us now a refreshing. Come and now honor thy word. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling. But for the showers we plead. There shall be showers of blessing, oh, that today they might fall. Now as to God we're confessing, now as on Jesus we call. Showers of blessing, showers of blessings we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. any of those showers this morning wait till next week maybe i guess but praise the lord the showers of blessings come every day amen amen it's good seeing everybody this morning let's go to the lord in prayer uh guys it, it, i was mentioning earlier it's amazing to me how one week the pews are full and the next week they're light if you see people that are missing this morning because uh, last week it was great having the church pews all filled think about them if you think about it during the day call them up and say hey we missed them today amen Amen. But for now, where two or three are gathered, he's in our midst, and let's just praise his name together. Father God, I come before you and just ask you, Lord, to just be with us this day. It's been a, a great Sunday school class, a great breakfast that you provided to Miranda and her husband, Lord. I just, I just pray that you bless them for that, and I pray that you continue to bless our worship leaders behind us. And God, I just pray that you bless this worship time, that you'll just pour out your anointing upon everyone who is here today, that as we are trying to draw closer onto you, we'll hear your voice that will each one individually understand and hear and know what it is you would have us to say and do this day. Father, I just pray we'll make choices and decisions based upon what you would have us to do. And God, may thy will be done. Lord, may, may we truly be able to just lift you up to a point where you will look down and say, those are my children worshiping me down there in Sutherland Springs. 
God, may everything that transpires here today be a testimony of who you are. And Lord, if there is someone here today, for whatever the reason, has not surrendered their heart to you, for whatever the reason, they, they have not made that decision, may this be the day they choose life over death. May your will be done, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, and let them know it's good to see them in God's house this morning. Three, four, can't be a little this world anymore. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, I know I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. My Savior, pardon me from guilt and shame, I know. I'll trust His saving grace while traveling here below. I know He'll welcome me at heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, I know like you if heaven is not my home then lord what will i do the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and i can't feel at home in this world anymore i have a precious mother up in the glory land i don't expect to stop until i shake her hand for me she's waiting now at heaven's open door and i can't feel at home in this world anymore oh lord i know i have no friend like you if heaven's not my home then lord what will i do the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and i can't feel at home in this world anymore the saints in glory land are shouting victory. I want to join their band and live eternally. I hear the sweetest praise from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, I know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Really? Might have been. Might have been. Okay, well, I got just a few announcements this morning as we gather back to our seats. All right, as we gather back to our seats, just a few announcements this morning. Um, as I said, if you see people that, or if you do not see people that were here last week, make sure you call them, let them know that we missed them this morning. Uh, 
As far as announcements, again, we have our fall festival coming up. We got things going on there. And we're still doing our, our candy drive as, as uh, little Joel just dropped a bag of candy in the, in the bin there. We're doing fairly decent on candy. However, uh, we could always use more. So I encourage you, if the Lord's leading you to bring some candy, but there's also stuff, that uh, items needed there. Like I said, we're doing okay on the candy. If you would rather grab something that's on that list and, and present that up here as well. But if you can't donate anything to the Fall Festival, that's okay as well. The one thing I know you can do is if you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, is start praying now. Be praying for the workers, praying for the kids, praying for the families, the adults, the grandparents, everyone who will be here. Start praying that we can have fun and do so in Jesus' name. Amen? Hallelujah. So be praying about that uh, tonight. There is, no, there is no services here tonight. The Gambrill Yearly Associational Meeting is at First Baptist Church Yorktown this evening, and that is uh, Mark Collins Church there uh, in Yorktown. The meeting starts at 4. They'll have missionary reports and a lot of neat things like that. Then they'll have dinner, and then they'll have uh, special music. And uh, uh, after the special music, there'll be a message. Just It's just a, a worship service for the evening. So it, there, I know there are some folks that are going. O'Brien's going, Bob's going. Uh, if the Lord's laid it on your heart to go and be a part of that, uh, I want to encourage you to do so. If you can't go and be a part of it, you can be lifting them up in prayer as well. So it, it's, it'd be good to see you out there this evening. Uh, I Normally, especially since I am on the, the, the uh, Associational Steering Committee, I would be there. However, I'm not going to be there. Sherry is flying to Florida in the morning after coming home for just yesterday and today. Therefore, I will not be there. I'm going to spend time with my family this evening. But Bob and, and uh, Brian at least are going, and any of you guys can go as well. The more that goes, the merrier. They're, they're going to have a lot of barbecue there. Brian, uh, Mark said to invite everybody to come from every church. They're going to have a lot of food and a good time. So I want to encourage you to go out there this evening. Uh, the other things I wanted to bring out, two things actually that didn't make it into the bulletin. I forgot to get to Miss Lou. This coming Saturday is Old Town Day's parade. We will have our float back there. I haven't gotten with Miss Carla yet as to what time to meet out there for the parade. Not meet over there at nine. So if you be at the float at nine, as always, we'll line up somewhere over there. You'll see where they're lining everybody up. Just, just look for us, and if you would come like to ride on the float or walk with the float, uh, if we got any teenagers and young ones like to walk and hand out flyers for our fall festival, they can be doing that. But just come be in the parade uh, Saturday, meet at the float at 9, and then you can hang out for the parade thereafter. I mean, after the parade, then hang out at the Old Town Days celebration that's going on. I think Bob said he's going to be playing, and others are going to be playing over there throughout the day. A lot of music, a lot of fun going on over there. So that's this coming Saturday. If you want to be in the parade, 9 o'clock Saturday morning. Also be kicking off, we will not have our Christmas tree up as of yet, but uh, the Faith Riders where we deliver the toys for the kids at Christmas, it's time to start thinking about that toy drive. If the Lord's laying it on your mind to grab a toy here or there to to present for the toy drive, we'll be going forth and uh, delivering toys this Christmas season. Season. And last but not least, I got one more thing. I I appreciate as as I said before with Sherry's new job, we have not we had to change up who's cooking breakfast and cooking Thursday night dinners. 
well, right now, I had said that we were going to go to the potluck style on Thursday nights. However, Shani, Maggie, and Maria have taken up the mantle and said they're going to handle Thursday night dinners for a while. That being said, we still are working a rotation for breakfast on Sunday morning. Uh, Miranda and Ethan, they, they presented breakfast for us this morning. And what? Evan. Why does, you know, I always call you Ethan for some reason. I don't know. You, you look like an Ethan, man. You just, just change your name and be right. <laughs> Evan, and I know it's Evan. I don't know why I say Ethan. I'll say Mr. Bonesteel from now on. How's that? <laughs> anyway, they, they, they present breakfast for us this morning. It's wonderful. If you would like to, to present, if you would like to get on that rotation list, uh, that way the, the more people we have on the rotation, the, the less back-to-back people have to do that and, and to pick up that breakfast. And everybody loves to have breakfast when they come to Sunday school on Sunday morning. So if you'd like to get on that list, please let me know so I can put your name down there as well. It doesn't have to be anything as elaborate as that they presented this morning. It could be donuts. It could be whatever the Lord lays on your heart. But if you'd like to help out and get on the Sunday morning breakfast, uh, cooking breakfast, that would be great. That's a lot of announcements, but I think that's all of them today. So, Mr. Brian, you want to come up and, and, and ruin my sermon here for me? Just kidding. It's an inside joke. Father God, I just praise your name for my brother's willingness uh, to come and open the, the word on his phone, Lord, and to share it with us. I just pray that, you'll, that we will hear you through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I'm cool, man. Cool. <laughs> praise God. Uh, brother Frank just asked me to do this this morning, and I, I wasn't really ready. So what scripture pops in mind when because you, you're not ready, right? Be ready in and out of season. So that's kind of what I'm going to read, only I'm going to read it out of the Holman, and it it reads a little differently. It's in 2 Timothy, uh, and I am going to kind of mess up Frank's sermon a little bit from what he told me. Well, we're going to have to see how this works out, okay? (laughs) Uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, starting off in verse 1, says, I solemnly charge you before God and Christ Jesus who is going to judge the living and the dead, uh, and because of his appearing and his kingdom, proclaim the message, pro, proclaim the message, persist in it wherever, wherever convenient or not. Uh, rebuke, correct, and encourage with great patience and teaching. Did you know you have a ministry? The, the heading of this uh, in the Holman here, it says, fulfill your ministry. If you're in Christ Jesus, you have a ministry. Like it or not, you do have one. And, uh, um, and you know, God can use all of us. We have different personalities. God uses those personalities. We were talking about that in, in Sunday school this morning, uh, how God will use your personality to minister into a situation that you're custom fit by God to minister into. So be ready. Uh, another reason I kind of thought about this was we had a, I had some, two girls came to my shop this week. Even though I'm way out in the sticks, two girls came to my shop uh, wanting to talk about religious stuff. And they gave me a publication, and it had ten topics on there. And one of them said, uh, um, 
which one of these would you most like to talk about? And I, I picked uh, recognizing true worship out. And uh, she said, she left it with me and said, I'll be back to, uh, to discuss this with you. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, not because they were ju- they were extremely cute girls. <laughs> but I hope Carla's there when they come back or, or Sarah. Sarah will probably be there. But I'm anxious to talk about this to her. I read the rest of the 10, and the organization that they were with, um, I got to admit, the stuff that was in that booklet was a lot closer than stuff they used to have. But there were still some very uh, doctrinal, important things wrong in it. And and it's going to be fun to point that out. I'm thankful that they left it because I'll be closer to being ready because I will have read their propaganda <laughs> before they get there. I will, I'll, I'll be ready. I've got notes, and I'll have more notes, hopefully, by the time they get there. Um, that's an advantage. But we should all be ready because we have a ministry, and things come up sometimes when we're not ready. Just like the Scripture reading this morning, it came up, and I wasn't ready. But God will put stuff in. Um, there's a reason for this. It says, for a time will come when they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but according to their own desires will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear something new. Isn't that true? Are we in those times? Yeah. Um, They will turn away from hearing the truth and will turn aside to myths. Uh, But as for you, be serious about everything, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Um, and this is where I'm going to mess up Frank's sermon a little bit, maybe. I, I haven't heard his sermon. <laughs> but he said he was going to talk about cell phones. I want to talk about cell phones, too. This really helps me to be ready. Um, there are apps that you can get for your cell phone that have the Bible on it. Um, let me go. Let me go here. I wish I could blow this up big. I probably could, but I don't know how because I'm not ready. Uh, (laughs) I have the Bible app. It has probably, well, that's what I was just in. It has several translations on it. You can do word searches. You can do uh, scripture searches. You can go to scriptures. You can go to topics. That's just one of the apps. I also have on here... um, the NIV Study Bible, Frank is going to mess that up. He's going to complain. But I have the NIV Study Bible. has some excellent commentary in it. You go over here to My Sword. That's a good one. I recommend My Sword. Uh, you're going to be in King James. It has a couple others, but it has King James. But the cool thing is it's got Strong's numbers. So the word in King James that you're looking at, um, like here, uh, the word is world. I'm going to, it says G2889 right beside it. That's Strong's number. G means Greek. It'll have a G or a H. H is Hebrew if it's a Hebrew word. And it, it says that that word is cosmos. Uh, and it, it gives you the definition of the word. 
uh, it helps you to kind of put things in context. Um, and I'm not going to ask how many of you have these apps on your phone. You know who you are. <laughs> how many of you have Facebook on your phone? <laughs> and don't have some of these apps on your phone. Um, are me, amen. Amen. But I think as far as the world, you have to admit most don't. It can help you to be ready in and out of season. It's a tool just like any tool. You can misuse it or you can use it right. And uh, I pray that God will not only help us to use the tools that we have tech, technologically, but neither one of these, whether it's this phone or this Bible. Can I borrow your Bible? This Bible. I always wanted to do this with Frank's Bible because he does it so good. <laughs> neither one of these is the Word of God until you have it hidden in your heart. This one or the other one will tell you to hide it in your heart. Study it enough that it's hidden in your heart to guide you and to keep you ready. Uh, either, either technology can fail you. This is more dependable probably as far as going down if the, if the cell tower fails or something. But um, either way, they need to be hidden in your heart because neither one of them might be convenient to get to. And that's all I had to say. I hope I didn't ramble. Maybe I did. But, but yeah, thank you, brother. <laughs> it is what it is. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> huh? Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you. Us guys that know good shirts, we, we're together, right, brother? He's got a good shirt on. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this fellowship that we have. Uh, brothers and sisters, Lord, that can come together and uh, not just worship in your name, God, but fellowship. I pray that you bless the fellowship here today, Lord. Um, Show us your love, God, and uh, use us in your service, Lord. Clean us so you can use us and prepare us, God. Thank you for this praise team that's behind us, God. Bless them and uh, bless every word that's spoken today, whether it's a conversation or whether it's Brother Frank speaking from the pulpit, God. Bless the words and use them. Uh, forgive us when we do fall short, and I pray in Jesus' holy, precious, sweet name. Amen. So the title of this song is called Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus. <laughs> sing this morning. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high His royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto Till every foe is vanquished and 
Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the trumpet call obey. For to the mighty conflict in this his glorious day. Yea, that a man now serve him against a numbered foes. Let courage rise with danger and strength to strength oppose. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. He dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, each piece put on with prayer. Where duty calls or danger, be never wanting there. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, the strife will not be long. Celebrate the life. 
Bibles this morning, you can be turning to both Psalms and 1 Corinthians. We're going to be at both of those this morning. And as I, as I bring forth the message this morning, it's a little different today. It's going, one, it's a short message, I believe, today, but yet going to be important. It's still important, uh, the concept I believe it comes through. And, and I told Brian that I was kind of preaching on cell phones, and and the more I think about it, I'm not preaching towards cell phones as much as I'm going to be preaching towards social medias. And when I say that, you know, people jokingly talk about how I don't like Facebook. It's not that I don't care for Facebook as much as the, the many derelict and bad habits that Facebook tends to present with people. And that comes through our cell phones at times or our iPads or our tablets or whatever device that we may have handy. So I think what the Lord's really speaking through this morning is more towards social media and our social technological devices that we use to enter into, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Snapchat, whether it be uh, Facebook, or whether it be whatever that the newest trends are. But as we get started this morning, uh, one of the members sent me this video this week, and this is what got me thinking on this. So I want to get you to watch this little animation that Morgan's going to bring up on the screen for you.
I don't think any of us would deny the truth within that animation. I think we have gotten more caught up in our cell phones, more caught up in, in whether we want to scan through the speed dating, through the, the, the visual, uh, I can take pictures and look like this, but in reality I'm broken and hurting inside. We've gotten so caught up in our technology and our social medias, how we are socially presenting ourselves in electronic devices rather than what's really going on with us socially, around us, with people, with things, that we forgot who we are. I think we as Christians are, are just as guilty as the world is of getting so caught up in our phones and technology and in our social inability because we're getting so, letting technology do it for us that we are, forgot, or are forgetting on how to share the gospel in many ways. But in another thing, I'm afraid that we may be losing who we really are. Now, as I said, we're going to be in Psalms 137 this morning. But this animation, when it was sent to me this week, really, really got, grabbed a hold of me. And I, I came across another fact this week that, that kind of stood out. So I want, I'm kind of going a different direction, but bear with me as this all comes together. More than likely, just about everybody out here, when you were in high school, had to at least read, but probably write a paper of some sort on the book on how to kill a mockingbird. If you did not, then uh, I would suggest you still go read the book. I think it was, uh, at the time, I did not like the book when I was young. But as I grew older, I understood the message behind it more and the title itself about the mockingbird and about innocence. 
But the book itself, if you're not familiar with it, it's How to Kill Mockingbirds, written in 1960 by Harper Lee. It has gained a lot of prominence today. And it's a book dealing with racial inequality. It was basically the book is based on a white attorney representing a, a black man who was accused of raping a white woman. And it was made into a movie in 1962, and it won an Oscar. But the reason why I say read it is not so much, if you want to read it for, for the dealing with racial inequality, that, that's one thing. But I think the other reason that you should read the book, because it talks about how the whole reason, we find out later, much later, in the, in the 2000s actually, Harper Lee was speaking not so much to the inequality because the, the main character of the book was actually a racist. However, he still believed in the innocence that needed to be protected, which is why not to kill a mockingbird. The, beautiful, the beauty of a mockingbird, why kill it just for, for it's this or it's that? Protect that mockingbird. Protect innocence. Now, in 2006, British librarians, uh, the British Library of Congress, not Library of Congress, the main library of Britain, I can't remember what it is now, said that every human adult should read this book. That's how much it, it touched them over there. Uh, in, 19, or no, in 2007, President Bush awarded Harper Lee with the Presidential Medal of Freedom because of this book. Now, when you think about that, when you think about the book, when you think about the, the message of the mockingbird in the title of that book, think also of real mockingbirds. Because mockingbirds are a very exceptional critter. They, are, they, are, they, 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 they have a lot of interesting qualities, if you will. Mimius polyglottos is their scientific name, and that simply means to mimic any sound. Now, a mockingbird, this is one of the facts I came up with, found out just this past week, can have what we know to have, and possibly could be even more, but that each one can, within its own repertoire, have two songs that it can mimic. Each mockingbird can mimic up to 200, possibly more, that's just all that we know right now, 200 different sounds, 200 different imitations, if you will. That's pretty, pretty neat in and of itself, and the beauty of a mockingbird, I think anybody who has birdhouses would want mockingbirds to be around. Now, you may be wondering, why am I carrying on about mockingbirds? You may be thinking, well, what's up with the book? Why are we talking about birds? And here's the real fact that I found interesting this past week when I was reading about mockingbirds. I just happened to come across this paper as I, was, as I was reading some different things. The fact that I found that even though they can have 200 songs in their repertoire, the mating call of a mockingbird is unique. It is only to the mockingbirds themselves. It is a unique mating call for that mockingbird. Now, if a mockingbird loses its personal song, if it loses its ability to remember that mating call, it does not reproduce. And if it does not reproduce, and that becomes habitual throughout the mockingbird species, you lose the species. The species goes extinct. The study that's been done is the increase in the mechanical sounds made by cell phones and such as that has been studied that these birds are picking up so many of the mechanical sounds and so many sounds around them that they are losing their mating song. They are listening and, and putting into their repertoire the sounds of humans so much that, that many birds have, have lost that song. 
One, and this has been recorded in several major cities, and it's disorienting and confusing many of the mockingbird populations. One, one uh, study in California has mockingbirds that was emulating or mocking the sound of a cell phone going off on vibrate. I thought that has to be a hard sound to make. But that's what the mockingbirds were doing. They were, they were reproducing the vibrate sound of a phone going off. These man-made sounds all around them, whether it be from, from cell phones, from other technological devices around them, all these man-made sounds are disorienting them, they're confusing them, and causing them to lose the, the, their memory of what their actual mating song was by mimicking so many man-made sounds. Now, in your Bible this morning, in Psalms, there is a connection. You may be saying, well, what is the connection between how to kill a mockingbird, mockingbird, cell phones? What is the connections to us as Christians? Notice what it says in Psalms 137. In Psalms 137, starting verse 1, it says this. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. There we hung up our lyres on the poplar trees, for our captors there asked us for songs. And our tormentors for rejoicing, sing us one of those songs of Zion. How can we sing the Lord's song on foreign soil? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not exalt Jerusalem as my greatest joy. Then turn over to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, starting in verse 7. Even inanimate things producing sound, whether flute or harp, if they don't make a distinction in the notes, how will what is played on the flute or harp be recognized? In fact, if the trumpet makes an unclear sound, who will prepare for battle? In the same way, unless you use your tongue for intelligible speech, how will what is spoken be known? For you will be speaking into the air. There are doubtless many different kinds of languages in the world, and all have a meaning. So what am I trying to gather here? What, what, what am I trying to present? Guys, the psalmist is speaking here to what he refers to as the Lord's song, the song of Zion. These are songs sung of God, the one true God. And the psalmist is saying we need to remember what that one true song is, what, that, what singing unto our Lord is. It, it seems to be a song that is sung exclusively unto God. Here are a people that's captive. They're held in this strange land and and, and they're called upon to sing their song. They've got plenty of reason not to. They're beaten down. They're defeated. They're captives. They've been taught all these different things culturally to who they are. But yet the, cult, the people who have captured, captured, captured them is saying, hey, sing us one of those songs of Zion. Sing us one of those Lord's songs. Sing us those songs that you talk about there in, in your homeland. And they say, well, how can we do that? But then they catch themselves. And they say, wow, you know what? I'm already starting to forget those songs by being on foreign soil. But, but it is so important that I do not forget. In fact, may, the, may my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I ever forget the songs that glorify my God. In other words, guys, we have been called to sing forth the words of Christ. We are called to share the gospel. There are the, the song of the church Yes, there are actual songs as the worship team leads us, but the song of the church is to go forth and proclaim the gospel, to live the way Christ has called us to live, to proclaim the things that Christ has told us to proclaim, such as in that video. 
rather than watch the young lady jump and just take pictures of it, we should have been the first to try to witness to her, to tell her of her worth. And rather than laughing at her and watching her videos on our cell phones, some of it, some Christians should have stepped in to let her know that though the world may laugh, I love you, Jesus loves you, and I care for you. That we as the people need to quit getting in line with what the world says everything is and start interjecting themselves as Christ said that we are. Rather than buying into all the social media and all the bad habits that comes with it, as Brian pointed out, there are great things that can be used on our cell phones. Our cell phones can be implements of good, or we can choose to walk along the ways of the world and allow them to become social travesties in our lives, tragedies in our life as well. We choose how we use the tools that God has given us. And unfortunately, I think like the mockingbirds, we are picking up all the sounds of those around us and the habits of those around us and all the bad parts of social media, whether it be Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, or whomever is new and the latest and greatest. And rather than continuing to share the gospel, we continue to downgrade ourselves and change our photo on the, on the thing like in the cartoon there. We start changing who we are as a person. And be, be at church on Sunday, oh, we're super Christians, but then throughout the rest of the week, we're something else on social media and those around them. What I'm afraid I'm seeing, folks, is more sounds that are, 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 that are of the world than that are singularly of God coming through Christians. We should be promoting the gospel. We should be promoting the words of a living God. There are many sounds in our world today. There are many languages in our world today. There are many things and many bad habits that we can get caught up in if we choose to do so. Or we can go back, as Brian said, we'll go to this right here and share what comes out of this. Go back to living by what this says. The Bible speaks of a time when there's going to be many sounds that are heard in the land. In fact, it says that even the Christians, those who claim to be Christians, are going to surround themselves with sounds that tickle their ears, that say in words that they want to hear, that say in the stuff that social media builds them up or tears them down. Folks, there is so much. I don't know how many follow all the political things as well. I was sharing with somebody just this last week. I don't even really listen to any kind of talk radio or political radio anymore because it's so incredibly hateful from both directions that there is no good coming out of it anymore. It's who can gouge the other guy the deepest. And if I'm on a battlefield and my life depends on their, you know, the swords are drawn, okay. But if I'm trying to have intelligent discussion, quit trying to stab the other person and come to a meeting on some common ground and figure out what we are going to do about this. The more we get caught up into the bad habits, the more we get caught up in who's going to win over the next guy, the more we get caught up in how I can make my ego and my persona better than somebody else's, regardless of what media device we use, the more we're tearing apart the message of Jesus Christ. And that's why we we need to get back to who we are and what we are as Christians. The Bible refers to these sounds as uncertain sounds. And I think many of the sounds we hear in the world around us are incredibly unpleasant. And we get caught up in it. Everything's begging for our attention. There's, there's, there, there's, a, there's abused children. There's aborted babies. There's misused women. There's broken homes. There, there, there's the ASPCA commercial that comes on with all the tear-jerking music. There, there is all kinds of entities out there vying for our attention. There's all kinds of noise out there that's trying to take who we are and 
take our time and our efforts and our money and bring it all towards that. And guys, the more we get pulled in all these different factions, I'm not saying these aren't great and noble causes, but if we lose God's song in the midst of them all, then you just become another noise in the world. The more we lose why we exist. I don't claim to be a perfect Christian. In fact, I do many things that a lot of people probably would say, man, you're a pastor, you can't do that. You know who I answer to? Jesus Christ. And as long as I'm answering to Him and look to Him, everything else is noise. Now, some of that noise I need to listen to, but I don't need all the noise to pull me off of what my central focus is. My central focus should be on Christ. As a Christian, each one of us should focus on our song. If we choose to lose that reproductive song, if we do not share the gospel with others, then Christianity becomes extinct. If we don't replicate ourselves by sharing not man's ideologies, not man's doctrinal issues, if we do not continue to share the love and the grace and the mercy and the righteousness of God, then why should Christians continue to exist? We're just getting caught up with all the rest of the noise. We need to get back to sharing the gospel. We need to get back to sharing that song that replicates. We need to get back. Remember what the scripture says. It didn't say that man led others to Christ. It says that God drew others to himself. We are to lift up the light and God draws all men onto himself. When we quit lifting up the light and get caught up in everybody else's issues rather than dealing with our own, with God, when we start focusing on what is wrong with everybody else rather than focusing on what God would have me to change in my life, when I start trying to denounce and deprive and tear down everyone else rather than lift them up and share the love of Jesus Christ and the grace and mercy that he has to offer to them, then by golly, I promise the church will die. The church is built on Jesus. And Jesus was not one to go and just watch the young lady jump from the top. He would have done all he could to put the cell phones down and if nothing else, lock arms to try to catch her or something. Guys, we're losing our song in this technological age. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I love technology as much as anybody. I used to have told you I had a big TV, but my TV's tiny compared to what they are now. I saw a TV the other day, I went to a store, and it covered the entire, it had to be like eight foot wide. Who even has a wall to put something like that? Technology is continually growing. Technology is continually advancing. I don't want to try to halt technology, but I think we as a people need to learn to discipline ourselves with that technology. We need to learn to say no when that app or that email comes in. We need to learn to as Brian said, download eSword, download uh, uh, healthy apps. Now, I'm not saying Facebook and Twitter can't be healthy, but there's a whole lot on it that cannot be healthy. And it's up to us to decide, do I want to continue to make that, that sound of God? Do I want to continue to, to sing the song of Zion? Or do I want to get caught up with the song of everything else? The alarming fact to me is that the more and more Christians get caught up into the social medias and the things and the bad habits of social media, the more disoriented we become and the more confused we become by those sounds. And just like the mockingbird, we may be beautiful. We may even have an innocence about us, 
but we're turning away to where we're not replicating ourselves anymore. The world says, why would I want to be like that? I can do all that and not have to go to church on Sunday. The more we start singing the songs of the world rather than the songs of God, the more we'll become extinct. Just like they're starting to worry about the mockingbird. Now, here, where we live, there's plenty of mockingbirds. We may think, well, mockingbirds aren't extinct. I see them all the time. That's not true worldwide. The numbers are dropping drastically in major cities anyway. I believe that the more we peer into our phones, the more we, we look at our devices, whether it be a tablet, an iPad, an iPod, whatever the, the symbology is that you want to use there, whatever piece of equipment you have, the more we stare into that and the less we stare and, and look into the things of God around us, the more likely we are not to replicate who we are as Christians. In fact, we'll become just like on that subway train, the little boys trying to look for inspiration. And everybody's just looking at their cell phone, and if he tugs their leg, we turn around and explode on them. Didn't you see I was right in the middle of my Twitter? Right in the middle of my, my selfie? How dare you ask for directions in the middle of my selfie? And some people just are absolutely addicted to selfies. Pray that's none of y'all, but if it is, think about that. Are you supposed to be continually over and over and over look at yourself? Or are you supposed to be looking to Christ? Because I think if you'll notice, if the more you look to Christ, the more you'll start looking at others. Because self doesn't matter as much anymore. Now don't get me wrong, we are to love ourselves. We are to love others as we love ourselves. We can't love others if we don't love ourselves. But I think we draw. I think there needs to be a line drawn. When you got to take so many pictures of yourself that you must have forgot who you were, there's a problem. Guys, there's nothing wrong with technology. I'm not shooting down technology. The problem lies with our discipline with technology. We're real quick to set up parental controls when our kids have phones. Sometimes I wish God would put parental controls on us adults. Because we're doing a lot of stuff that he would say, why are you doing that? Why are you going there? And I kind of agree with Brian. I like that Brian said that. He nailed cell phones and Facebook at the same time. Do you go and read your Bible on your phone as much as you go check out Facebook on your phone? There's some people I hardly ever see their eyes because they're always doing Facebook or whatever. I know myself, I'll check Twitter two or three times a day but only two or three times, and after about a minute, I'm bored with it. I move on. Guys, where are we? Are we singing our song that is going to replicate, or are we continuing to pursue everything else that's going to make the chances of our extinction as a people even greater? The sound that belongs to the church, guys, cannot be emulated on a cell phone. Yes, you can have eSword. Yes, you can have these helps on there. But the church is going to fail to, to reproduce and bring forth godly children if all we do is look at our phone. It takes a personal relationship. That means putting that cell phone down. Sharing the sounds of worship. That's why I'm so thankful for Bob and Julie and Chris that come up and lead us in worship. You know, we could play a CD up here and that would be okay. But how much greater is that personal relationship to see men and women willing to give of their time and their talent to share with the gifts that God has given them 
in worship so that we can therefore sing with them in worship and together in unison lift up the name of our God. That's why I'm so thankful for them. We don't dance per se in this church, but you know, I have nothing against that, that, that interpretive dancing. When, when people are so filled with the grace of God, they can't help but move their feet and say, thank you, Jesus. When people are so filled with the, the, the word of God, they can't help but declare the holiness of God. That's the song of God, declaring his holiness, declaring his righteousness, declaring the need for a sanctified life, declaring that the one and only name under heaven given to us for salvation is the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we as a Christian nation, as Christian people should be singing not the Twitter accounts and not the Snapchats and not the Facebooks. If we're not presenting Christ, then delete them. Because they're bringing you down, I promise. You may get some days people might lift you up, but I bet if you really stopped and thought about it, you see more, oh, poor me and oh, poor that. Then you see, hey, this is a wonderful and great day. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be stereotypical and say everybody's that way. I know there are some godly folks out there. I, can you picture if Miss Maria got a Facebook account? That would be incredible. I've never, I don't know if I know a more godly little lady. Of course, she wouldn't waste time with the phone because she wants to go and preach the gospel. Guys, we need to take the song of the church, the song of Zion, the worship, the name of Jesus Christ, his salvation, and start singing that and presenting that on a daily basis, not, not mixed in so much with everything else as primary to everything else. As a Christian, our utmost importance should be not to allow the strange sounds of the world. And, and don't get me wrong, there are some really noble things out there that's crying for our attention. But if we start devoting all our time to all these little things, pretty soon all the little things take priority over the one main and you'll find yourself too sleepy to pray at night don't have time to read your bible don't have time to go and volunteer at the church or the missionary or the soup kitchen why because you've given up everything to all the little noises that you forgot the one main song folks that main song but that on the third hour of the day not only Awakened Jerusalem, it shook hell to the very core of its roots. When Jesus Christ rose out of that grave, the angels rejoiced and the demons trembled. Because Jesus Christ now held the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and they knew it, and the angels knew it. If the demons and the devils in hell tremble and the angels in heaven rejoice, I would say that's mighty enough that we should devote devote our time to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that never go to Facebook. I'm not saying never go to Snapchat. I'm not saying never go use your Twitter account. I'm not saying just because somebody tweeted you, you all of a sudden got to just delete them. What I'm saying is use some discipline. Discipline yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit that dwells within you to discipline you into keeping that number one song. Let that, that, that beautiful song continue. Don't kill the mockingbird. Don't allow the innocence of God. Don't allow the majesty of God to be pushed out of your life by all the extracurricular curricular noises and sounds. 
focus back on Christ, and that's what will replicate the church. When we share Christ, then that's when others will get Christ. But if we just say God loves you once in a while, let the, we need to let the church live and let her song be sung from every housetop, from every cathedral, from every pulpit, from every street corner, from, from every country hamlet. We need to be proclaiming this right here. Not just on Sunday morning. Not just when the pastor's around. But all the time. Does that mean you've got to be holier than thou and, and speak just so? No, be yourself. God chose you as you are. But be what God's called you to be. Our song should be Jesus saves, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. And if that gets lost in amongst all the other noises, that shouldn't go away. We need to get rid of all the other noises. Now, I don't know if Jesus would have a cell phone if he was to come around today. Not sure if he would carry one if today was the day he chose uh, it rather than 2,000 years ago. But what I do know is that he would say, put it down and listen to the offer he has. I do know that he would be disciplined enough to keep it clean, to keep it focused. I do know that he would have the, the, the tools on it to be able to say, this is how much God loves you. You see, Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came and understood that the wages of sin is death and all of us have sinned. And there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. But he chose to come and live a sin-free life so that his blood could be made as a sacrifice for each one of us. And he died on that cross and said, Whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if it stopped there, you know what? We'd still be just as lost as everybody else. But instead he defeated death, hell, and the grave and was resurrected proving to all that he wasn't Muhammad, he wasn't Buddha, he wasn't a Hindu reincarnation. He was the son of God that had power over death. And from that resurrection, he talked and taught for 40 more days and he ascended to the right hand of God the Father and said, now I'll be your mediator. I'm your lawyer. I'm your intercessor. If you will accept my, my sacrifice, and put your life, your soul, your, who you are in me, I'm not telling you to be perfect. Folks, if you're in here and you think the church is telling you to be perfect, then it's the church, not Christ. There is not a perfect soul in this room, I promise you. But the perfect blood of Jesus Christ can cover you if you choose to allow it to do so. And he'll clean you up little by little. Some of us takes longer than others. But why not put your heart where Christ tells it to be? You don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the song I pray you hear today. Hear it, grab a hold of it, and hold on. and Say, Jesus, here I am. If you are here today and you already know Christ, and maybe you realize, you know, I've let technology start running the way I, I, I think. I know myself, I was getting caught up in a lot of different Twitter political accounts and the POTUS channel on the radio and the, uh, the uh, Patriot channel on the radio. And I'm start, 
And I realized I was starting to become more of an angry person myself. And I thought, why? Because I'm not listening to what I should be listening to. And I just turned that stuff off. Now, you probably wouldn't like what I turned on. But I quit listening to the vitriol. And started focusing back on Christ. Because you see, He's the one who knows where to go. Where are you this morning? Maybe you need to just stop and keep a, you know, uh, when I diet, I have to write down all I eat. Because I, I eat and don't even realize I eat sometimes. I'll go back and look at it and say, that thing's lying. Sure does look like my writing, but that thing's lying. I didn't eat all that. Maybe you need to start keeping a log of how much you're on your phone. You might realize you're on it a whole lot more than you realized you were. Or your iPad, or your tablet, your computer, your laptop. Start looking for God's discipline in that. And let's not forget our song. Amen? If God's speaking to you today, this altar will be open. Again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then that's first and foremost. Don't be that one taking the picture in the crowd. Don't be that one hiding your pain behind a smiling face on your cell phone. Take that pain to Christ. Share it with Him. See what He'll do in your life today. Where are you at this morning? Let's all stand. I want to lead us in a word of prayer. And if God's speaking to you, please, pray right where you're at. Come to the altar. I'll pray with you. I don't know. Or you may be saying, you know what, brother? I use my cell phone all the time. It's all for godly things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm horrible. If If I'm bored and start getting on my phone, I start looking at pictures of cars. You know, I like to go to cars. Or I'll start looking at, I'll go to eBay and buy something. That's just as bad as anything else or something. You know, that phone does not, should not be my lifeline. Christ should be. Where are you this morning? Father God, I just come before you today and I just lift up this service to you and I just pray, just as the psalmist, when he found himself on those, those uh, foreign lands, Lord God, he almost forgot the song of Zion, but he realized how important it was and stopped and lifted it up. God, I just pray that we don't forget the song you've given us. As the, we sing a song in church, Lord, it says, may we tell the old, old story and may it never, ever grow old. Something like that, Lord. You know the words. May we truly be able to do that. May we be able to sing that story over and over and over and may it never grow old because we realize the power and the mercy and the grace that came through that blood to us so that story could never get old. God, I just pray your will to be done in the hearts of your people this day. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, if God's telling you to sing, sing. If he's telling you to pray, pray. If he's telling you to pull your cell phone out and stomp on it, pull your cell phone out and stomp on it. I want to stomp on it too just because I want to stomp on somebody's phone. That'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the Lord's telling you to do, will you do that this morning as we sing? Hallelujah. Praise the one risen Son of God. That is, I can't think of a better way to end a message as I just preached. That is our song. Go out and hallelujah, praise the one.
who is the only risen Son of our God, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for you. Again, no services here this evening. First Baptist Church, Yorktown. You just take uh, 119 into the main highway and hang a left. I don't know the numbers in my head, but Yorktown's not very big. Um, Brian and Bob will go. Maybe that you can follow them if you're wanting to go out there and can't find it. Or you can just Google for FBC Yorktown. It'll come right up. Ah, Google. <laughs> Be careful what you get addicted to, even though maps is a good tool. But just get there and, and have a good time tonight and lift up uh, them. If you can't go, lift up the brothers and sisters. They'll be making decisions. Uh, really, it's mainly just hearing the reports of the missionaries and such as that. But it's good to hear where the association is going. I know we're also interviewing a young man Tuesday for our director of missions position. If you didn't know that that position was open. I'm on that steering committee with a bunch of other pastors as well in Gonzales. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the association that you can go out there and and listen to and see where we're at. Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. Sunshine, it's going to be a beautiful rest of the day from what I understand. Uh, get out on your motorcycles or your horses or whatever it may be and just go out and enjoy the day. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Brian, would you close us in prayer today? Father, let us come to your house this day, God. Thank you for the fellowship here. Thank you for the word that we've heard, God. And just let us... Uh, let us draw closer to you, God. And, uh, draw us in closer to you, Father. Do bless the association of leading tonight, God. I pray that your perfect will will be done there. Uh, give us traveling safety, Lord, and uh, use us in your service this week. God, clean us and forgive us so that you can use us. I pray these things in Jesus' holy name.